Let's talk money. You know, I was chatting this morning. Uh, my boyfriend and I saw something on the news, and he said it was about um, the cities that um, how much it costs to live in a one-bedroom apartment um, on minimum wage. And it said something about um, Tucson, Arizona, if you work 46 hours a week at minimum wage, you can afford a one-bedroom apartment. And then Minnesota was in there somewhere. I don't know what city it was, but it was over 80 hours a week will get you a one-bedroom apartment at minimum wage. And then everybody else, everywhere else was well over like 115 hours a week. You have to work at minimum wage to be able to afford a one-bedroom apartment. So uh, things are tough out there. Things are hard. And Kelly Showstrom is joining us today. And we're going to be talking about steps to higher net worth. How are you, Kelly? Hi, Kelly. I'm well, I was doing good, but that is depressing news about that rent, like minimum oh. wage. Can we just all agree that it is not a wage and it's not livable at all? And it just needs to go up. Like that's just kind of a fact, right? It has to. People can't take those jobs and survive. It, it, that's what it is. And if anybody wants to fight that, they can. But that is nobody. Who do you want to take that job? What do you expect for their life? It just makes me angry. Exactly. And they're those are the jobs too, that like run our society, right? They make yeah. sure like our, our restaurant industry is open. They make sure our gas stations are available so that people can get to work on a regular basis. Like these are the foundations of our society and um, they're jobs that frankly, a lot of people don't want. And some people do, right? The, the convenience, whatever it is, but we need to pay them more so that it is less of a burden for the people that do take those jobs. Exactly. We do because and those people also need to start thinking about someday oh, saving money, putting money back. What is their net worth? And can we talk a little bit about that? Let's talk about net worth today. Exactly. And so your net worth, remember, is the amount of money that you have that Basically, if you had to sum up all of your assets, all the good things you have, the cash um, values in your homes, minus all the debt that we have, that is your net worth. And so your net worth is basically a, a, a value of how well are you going to do in retirement. And if you look at your net worth today, you might decide, well, I'm not going to be able to retire for a few years. Uh, I know I'm in that boat. Um, but you might also be like, ah, it's actually not that bad. But the key is, and Kelly, you and I talk about this on a regular basis about a lot of topics, but just knowing, right? Knowing what the number is, whether it's the amount of debt you have, your net worth, um, whatever the number is, just knowing it can actually set you ahead to actually change your life and to improve your situation. And so I wanted to go through eight steps to um, creating a higher net worth. I found this article on Yahoo News and it actually came out last year, but all of this still rings true. And I think it's a good time, the end of the year to start thinking about new year, new me, what do I want to improve upon? On. Um, and so this can kind of give you a head start. So yeah, the, the first item is updating your budget, Kelly. And I promise I did not plant this. It is actually the first thing in the article. And we talk about this on a regular basis, but making sure you actually know how much your life costs, how much are your bills, how much does it cost for you to buy groceries, how much is your rent or mortgage and knowing what your budget is so that you can make sure that you don't actually go into debt. Right. I totally agree with that because that's where you're going to go. Oh my gosh, I am spending more than I make. That makes a lot of sense. That's why I don't have any, I always have too much month at the end of the money. 
Oh yes, Kelly. And (laughs) that, and that's why your net worth maybe isn't that high because you're not putting anything aside. You're spending more than you're actually making, or you're spending a majority of what you're making. So make sure you have an updated budget. Um, the second item is going to be boost your savings. And so, as we just kind of said, increasing your savings, setting money aside into investments, um, either like properties, 401k stocks, whatever you want to do that over time will increase your net worth. And Kelly, I know we're right. We're riding the wave right now of like a a not great economy. A lot of the value in our stocks and bonds and whatnot um, have plummeted, but Mm -hmm. over the the trend, an average 10 year average, 20 year average, those numbers will absolutely go up. And so boosting your savings, setting money aside will absolutely increase your net worth. Okay. That makes sense. Start with something. Just, you know what? It's, I know people are like, well, I have all these bills. I have to pay everything. I can't keep anything for myself, but you should sort of work yourself in. Don't you think you should pay yourself first? Just absolutely. Absolutely. And paying yourself first is exactly what it is because by spending today, you're robbing or spending too much today. You're robbing from your future self, right? You're that's money that you're not setting aside. So future Kelly could be living her best life on a beach somewhere. Instead, I'd rather buy coffee and go on 20 vacations a year. And of course there's a middle ground and there is, um, we want to enjoy today, but we also need to make sure that we're saving for tomorrow. And one thing that I always like to like put into perspective for people, um, think about when you were 22 years old and we were making that minimum wage, right? Kelly, we were talking about it earlier and life was still not that horrible, right? Um, we managed to have money to go out to eat. We managed to, um, cover our bills. We weren't rich by any means, but as we start to make more money, our life starts to creep up just a little bit. We like fancier things. We like nicer things. We like things more often. And Mm -hmm. so by temporarily reducing that urge for that fancier, richer lifestyle to just get a little bit of your ducks in a row, um, will help you get your footing straight to actually increase that net worth. Right. Okay. Check. Number two, boost your savings. All right. Third one is going to be pay off debt. And I guys, I know this might seem a little obvious, but when we pay off our debt, we're automatically increasing our net worth because it's money that we don't have to subtract from the equation. Remember it's all of your assets minus all of your debt. And so if you can get rid of that debt, you don't have anything to subtract. And so don't worry about your mortgage right now, um, especially if your interest rate isn't that bad. That's not the kind of debt that we're talking about. We're talking that high interest debt, um, credit cards, personal loans, car loans, people. We're also talking about student loans. I understand that they've been in, forbear- or in um, forbearance for a long time. January, they're starting up again. And if you didn't have that student loan payment, you would not even be caring about the conversation, right? And so yeah. paying off your debt is a really important piece of this. Yeah. Paying it off. And that's why we want to know how much money we have. So we got to actually look at that figure because you had a shocking experience when you realized how long you'd been paying on something and you weren't making any ground. Oh, exactly. And you think that like, I'm just going to make my minimum payments. They're a minimum payment for a reason. They'll eventually get paid off and I'm not going to worry about it. And I'm going to live my best life. And I did that for eight years. Then I woke up one day and was like, wait a minute. When you refinance a loan, which is a responsible thing to do when you have high interest, but that starts over again, your term, the amount of time that you have to pay off that loan. And so I was starting over again from day one on that 10 year loan, and I didn't even realize it. And so making sure that you can pay off your debt, good or bad debt is not in our favor most of the time. Um, and you know, figuring it out sooner than later is, is definitely beneficial. 
Okay, let's move on to number four. All right, so the second one that we talked about was kind of that investment piece. This I want to talk about just like general savings. And this is our emergency fund. This is our rainy day fund. This is money that we put aside to be able to pay our bills without even thinking about it. We just want to have money in the bank so that Kelly, I know you and I talk about this. We talked about it last week about how I overdrafted just because I forgot to make, or not overdrafted. I got a penalty on my credit card just because I forgot to make my payment. Like silly, silly stuff like that. We can avoid all of that when we actually have money set aside towards a savings, a rainy day fund. Um, if our car, you know, breaks down, if we need to patch um, a hole in our roof, all of those things can be covered and you don't have to go into debt if you have a little bit of money set aside. Okay. So save it, save it, save it. All right. Okay. Next one, Kelly, we're flying right along. Invest in yourself. And so this is what skills can you learn? Do you want to go back to school? Could you get a certification? Can you learn something that will actually help you at your job or that will help you make more money? Um, do you want to knit and sell sweaters on Etsy? Whatever it is, not only will is self-improvement, I believe just a really important thing to using our creative side, Kelly, I know I can speak for you for this one of your music and what you do and just staying on, on, you know, on the scene with playing shows. And this is different from your day job, but this is also a skill that you use to make more money, right? Correct. Yep. Definitely. And so when we, exactly. And so when we invest in ourselves, we're, we're opening up the opportunities that we have to actually make more money. Okay. And I've always said, you know, maybe you've never actually tried another, because I have some people that say, I don't, I can't do anything. I can't knit. I can't sew. I can't play music. I'm like, there's something out there that you can do. There's something, but you know, you got to find what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I really like flipping furniture on Facebook. I um, am not becoming a millionaire with it, but I definitely make enough money to, you know, support my hobbies. And I learned the hard way. I don't, now I don't stain them. I don't sand them. I don't paint them. I don't do anything. I literally just find things that I'm like, that's cheap. This person doesn't know the value of that item. Cause I would pay a lot more for this. Right. So go for things that you would pay more for. And then I just sell it. And so everyone can find that little something to um, make a little bit of extra money. Yes. Good. I love that. Okay. What's number six. All right. We're going to lower our tax bill. And so this one, I can't give you much advice on this one other than speak with your tax person, right? Whoever you work with, if you don't work with anyone, it might be time to do it because they're actually not that expensive and they can save you a lot of money when it comes to your taxes. But what can you take advantage of? Is it um, a child independent care tax? Is it a lifetime learning credit? Um, whatever it is, talk to your tax professional and figure out how you can lower your tax bill. Okay, I need to do that. I need to do that. Like, I don't want to pay more taxes this year. Tell me, help me out here. I need the money to pay other bills. And you know what, Kelly, I'm all for taxes, but middle-class folks like ourselves pay, you know, a lot more in taxes than what the richer people pay. And Mm -hmm. so I'm all for giving us a little bit of a tax break because we are, I feel like supporting this country sometimes. I actually wrote a letter to, not that she could have made it. I wrote to Amy Klobuchar, I think last year. And I said, Hey, can you give people a break if they decide that they are going to work two jobs for their family? There's plenty of us out there working two jobs. Can you just tax us on the one and give us a break on the other? I mean, come on. We need something here. I know. Kelly, I, I think I you're onto something. Me. Tax the first job. Don't tax the second job. This is genius. Because we need more jobs filled. Would that not be incentive for people to get out there and work more? Not that we all want to work more. Not that 40 hours shouldn't be enough. But I'm saying, and this is a tough economy. And it is hard to make it. 
For Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Two left okay. three minutes. We're going to audit our insurance is the next one. And so this one, we just want to make sure that we are being responsible stewards of the money that is for the someday, right? I, I get angry about this topic all the time, but it's necessary. Insurance is necessary. Car insurance, home insurance, one of those things you don't know you need it until you absolutely need it, but let's get in the driver's seat. Let's not just be passive with this. Let's not just make our payment every month. Let's maybe annually or every couple of years, make sure that you are shopping around, making sure that you have the right amount of coverage. You're not over covered. You're not under covered. Um, this is something that's really important. And if you don't stick with it, um, you can end up paying way more money than you actually could be because new companies come on the market. Um, now we have this thing where it's all online and so it's cheaper in general. Um, and so make sure you're looking at your insurance and, um, you know, being responsible with your money in that sense. Okay. One left. All right, we're just gonna increase our retirement contributions on a regular basis. And so if you get an annual raise, if you get a bonus, if whatever the situation is, even increasing it 1%, I don't, can you do a half a percent? Maybe a half a percent, whatever it is, you probably won't even know the difference, especially if it comes out before you even receive your paycheck. By doing that over time, you're gonna just increase the amount that you're saving every month, every year, and you're gonna be able to, Take advantage of that compound interest, that money that just snowballs into, you know, your retirement days. Um, and it's going to help without you even realizing it. Yeah. My aunt gave me that advice when she said, anytime you get a raise, just put it in your contributions and act like you never got one. So I've been doing that over time. And I think, you know, it's like every, every little bit counts and it's going up and up. And now when I read my little statement, it'll say, you're on track to reach your blah, blah, blah at this age, which is better than what it was 10 years ago. <laughs> I mean, Kelly, anytime it says you're on track, I'm all for that. I'm like, great. I'm not <laughs> off track, right? Not off track. Right. I'm trying. All right. Well, these are great tips. Uh, tell us about your website. So kellyshowstrom.com, go there. Um, you can listen to the episodes that Kelly and I record here weekly on our budgeting period podcast here as with our conversations in WJON. You can also receive just free tools to help you get started with this. Um, the most, the tool that I get the most feedback on is the 90 day expense tracker. And that is a tool that helps you just figure out where the heck your money is going. And so if you are that person that, as Kelly said earlier, there is not enough paycheck at the end of the month. You just don't know where your money is going. You're just like, I may too much money to feel this broke. That is definitely the tool for you to get started. All right, Kelly, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Thank you.